0: da 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 You sound insane. Did you realize that? Oh, yeah! The whole world got crazy! Is this crazy? It's
1: showtime. It's another summer blockbuster starring Rock the Dwayne Johnson.
0: <laughs> so Define another... Define blockbuster.
1: <laughs> uh, good point. Good point. Good point to preface this conversation. <laughs> Um, we're used to blockbusters. I like right? Rock the Dwayne Johnson, though. That's strong. I was going to go I with Dwayne the Rockman Rocky. Johnson. That's mine. I Dwayne go rock- the Rockman Johnson.
0: I go Rocky Maivia. Yeah. That was his original WWE name, and that's what I'm going to stick with.
1: Rocky? Rocky Maivia. I think, yeah. think Rocky is already a well known.
0: No, i am never before.
1: I won't end well, Bullwinkle, sure, mm-hmm. but I it,
0: think it's been a while. <laughs>
1: Yes, the squirrel from Bullwinkle. the flying squirrel, mind you. I don't want to limit the uh, get the emails on the flying squirrel. Now, there's a lot
0: of squirrelists out yeah, there. Squirrelists that, and squirrelists are not a friend of the umbrellaist community, especially we the flying
1: them. squirrelists. Yeah, yeah, they don't mix well at the umbrella community at all. It's, it's but sad. I
0: am glad you and I, I think this podcast has come together a lot on the people are always talking about these two. Kind of, at, it's kind of the bloods and the crypts of the 21st century. And I think you and I have done a good job of showing that an umbrellist and a cardiganist yeah. can really come together and get along. And, and you know what I mean? It's
1: just, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a blood feud. Exactly. Let's just say the umbrellas movement or umbrellists everywhere are going to be – we're going to be hurt in 2019. It's going to be our year. Just wait. Um, so shout out to those VIPs for supporting us over on that feed at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Thanks for joining us today, tonight, this morning, wherever you are, to talk about The Rock and this movie that came out in the U.S. for some reason. Don't think it was meant for the U.S., but it came out here <laughs> for some <laughs> I think They accidentally released this. Uh, it placed third this weekend in the box office be- behind such notable films as Mm. Hotel Transylvania 3 in first place. <laughs> and the second weekend, out. or third weekend now, of uh, Ant-Man beat uh, Skyscraper second, as well. Second, second thing. okay.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. You know what, though? I'm going to be honest. We'll get into Skyscraper here in a bit. But, uh, on, you know, this is definitely a movie intended for international ob- audiences by every decision they made, including setting it in Hong Kong. However, I feel like if Rampage and jubanji and baywatch hadn't come out literally in the last year Mm -hmm. this would have been this would have done better even though it's not a great movie and we'll talk about that the merits of the movie later but this is just such an obvious literally four movies within 13 months is tough to pull off for anybody even the rock
1: that is a good point and we'll talk about all the fallout get it
0: oh my god from skyscraper
1: later yeah mission impossible is what you're talking about? Yeah, time. talking about Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, <laughs> So it's going to be a good time. Good time to talk How about that. How are you, man? I'm we doing well. I'm doing it's so well. It's nice I'm... to hear from you without Brian, Like, Yeah, Brian is not here.
0: Uh, Brian's at a dinner thing or something. Dinner thing so he'll for be... somebody
1: for somewhere. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's around. He's eating dinner with people, which is weird. And he didn't get a chance to see Skyscraper this weekend. And so... <laughs> Kent and I did because we're devoted. <laughs>
1: Love how and you we, you phrase that. Didn't get a chance to see it. He did not have the opportunity. The opportunity, yeah, did
0: not present itself for him to witness skyscraper. Whereas the opportunity did, said opportunity did present itself to you and I, and we and we witnessed it in all of its glory. And uh, and we'll talk about it. But but Brian will be back
1: soon. I yes, promise. yes, he will. Well, the show must go on for sure. And uh, I wanted to say thank you to everyone else for following us on social media at Mad About Movies on Twitter and on Instagram at Mad About Movies Podcast. And speak of Instagram, um, I put out a little question to our followers, the Mam Fam over there, uh, a little AMA, and I thought I'd bring that onto the air and extend that AMA to you, Richard. And get some of your thoughts on some of these questions. Yeah.
0: I'm going to do listeners. one soon as well. So. I'm going to do one, but we I want to hear what people were asking you.
1: Well, they were asking, I think, these to everybody, pretty much. Um, lot, some of these were directed at me, but a lot of them are generic for the show. So I'm excited to hear was, your answers. What did you
0: look like? It was someone new. Somebody
1: said I looked like Ed Sheeran. Yeah, well, oh, that's a really new one. I don't I have red like... hair, but <laughs> I have quite boyish features. Yes.
0: What's the Elton John album that we always say looks like you in a in a costume?
1: Oh, I don't know. There's one that There's looks no. like me with, like, the giant <laughs> like glasses, glasses on. Yeah. yeah, it
0: looks like it's only one album cover. Um, I'll pull this up while we're, while we're talking. But Aaron Sheeran, that's a new one. You get Bill Hader a it's, lot. which It is really crazy. narrows
1: it down. Uh, it's uh, Greatest Hits is what one you're thinking of, uh, the album cover. No,
0: it's Rock of the Westies. Oh, is it?
1: Well, we'll yeah, get the Greatest which is Hits a, album which cover. Is the
0: same. It's the same picture. Oh, okay. There, but, yeah, Rock of the Westies, if you look that up, or Greatest Hits, it's Kent in a little hat super coked up with like orange glasses <laughs> on. If you were had a horrible cocaine problem yeah. and wore children's clothing, that's what you, <laughs> that's what you look
1: like. But I, I was overweight one. too. I'm like vastly underweight for my size too, which <laughs> Elton John true. has never been. That's in his life. very, very, fair. very early. Uh, he was,
0: yeah. Um, it's funny you said, cause you know me, I get the weirdest people always say that I look like. And I was at a, uh, sales conference this weekend in Indianapolis and I got two different people. These uh, female sales reps came up to me and, and said, you know who you look like? The first one said I looked like the oldest son on the middle. Who has no one long watches hair. that.
1: No one I watches know. that. I I didn't know what it was. You uh, found the then, one person that watches the middle. <laughs> <She's, "You laughs> that's the bigger he, story I here. looked
0: him up because I'm always curious, like anyone would. So I Googled him, and it looks nothing. He has, like, black long hair, but apparently he looks like me. And then the second uh, woman came to me and said, You'll appreciate this, Ken, because I've made so many jokes at the show's expense. She goes, you know who you look like? And I go, I get Clay Aiken. I randomly get John Cusack a lot. But anyway, she said, you know who you look like? And I go, nah. And she goes, uh, the good doctor. Oh, God. <laughs> I go, the autistic doctor on, she goes, yeah, you look and, by the way, and act exactly like him. And I was like, well, I'll go see a specialist. Maybe I have, Late onset, uh, you don't look like on the him. spectrum. I know it's always the weirdest ones. I get the weirdest people that people see in me. I must have one of those faces, but it's always very different looking people that people will see in me. I've gotten Paul Rudd before, which I don't see at all. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> man,
1: <He looked> nothing. <laughs> I've,
0: I've got, I get a lot of Joel McHale.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> By the way, those are both compliment because they're both way better looking than me. Oh, so I'm I can not, see like, Joel McHale,
1: yeah,
0: I guess they're great looking. I'm not trying to jump onto their right. good-looking scale well, i don't how about don't, you go yeah.
1: let the man fam go at richard barden and look for yourself and find and tell go. us who, tell who richard who, looks like
0: i get a wide spectrum but you get bill Hader a lot and you get not as much as the bartender at my wedding that one was he was oh, yeah, bill he Hader. was
1: literally bill Hader. yeah <laughs> that was creepy but
0: that was creepy but uh you get bill Hader, and then yeah this uh elton john this one album i
1: get, I get um <laughs> I've gotten Josh Jumel like three times from random people. Oh. That's very okay. weird because I look nothing like him, but he's extremely handsome. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take right. that one. Yeah. And then I get um, Dominic, whatever, from Lost all the time um, from The Hobbit and I mean, uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. He was yeah. um, Dominic Monaghan, I think is his name.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I get him a, a lot too. So um, Peter Jackson, thinking about doing uh, Lord of the Rings? Again, you know, Amazon, get at me. If you need Hobbits, shout at me. So, this question comes from Hannah. What's up? I think Hannah's been on the show before. Shout out. hey Hannah, Hannah. asks, what property would you want to see made into a series or movie? Any property. It could be a remake, she says. Mm. Maybe it's something that would be, like she said, great as a reboot. Maybe it's an old book that you read that you thought yeah. would make a great series.
0: That's a good question. I like Spy Who Came In From The Cold, which is going to be a Hulu movie or limited series, I think, which would be my normal choice. But since that already exists or is going to exist shortly, uh, I guess I'll pick something else. Um, Gosh, it's so hard to do this because everything has been licensed. What about you, Kent?
1: Man, I I I had a couple of... Uh, answers. My go-to is the Oregon Trail. I mean, netf- a Netflix original oh, series, yeah, the Oregon Trail. That's a great- ne- needs to happen because there's endless things you could do with that. You can make it last eight seasons, and it would be it would work. I think. A lot of um, dysentery
0: any- would yeah. spawn on screen. People yeah, exactly.
1: Dysentery. Who you take bets on who dies first of dysentery? Exactly. Um, and I think that would be good. Um, anything kind of in the old West pioneer times. I'm into. In terms of shows, that's why I'm into Westworld, because it is a futuristic version of that. It's kind of the best of both. Uh, It's sci-fi meets Western, which is really cool. But um, I I think stuff like Jesse James and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and um, all those Old West outlaw stories I think would make a great series as well. And I've always wanted them to do a Judge Dredd series at some point, too. I think you could do... Some kind of procedural Judge Dread show on Netflix or um sci fi channel or something like that. That could be could be cool too if if the right production was put into it. What 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 about you, Richard? Anything else?
0: Man, I'm trying to think. Um What about a movie I mean,
1: series? What about like a back to the future? Mm, based off of a
0: book or something?
1: <laughs> Haven't heard not familiar?
0: I would love Infinite Jest as a as a Netflix series cuz I that's a fun yeah. book it would be really hard to do as a movie because it's 1100 pages but I think you could do it as a 20 episode Netflix limited series and it'd be really interesting. Um trying to think if there's anything else like I love the novel Ragtime but that's already been a movie and a musical. Mm. Trying to think novelistically what else it w- would be cool. But yeah, I'll just say Infinite Jest. And, and the cool thing about that is, if it is going to be made, which I don't think it ever will be, but if it is ever made into a limited series, Mar- Ma- Mike Sure owns the rights, the guy who did Parks and The Good Place and stuff. So if it is ever made, it will probably be made well, because he's yeah. like really smart and stuff. For sure.
1: This question comes from Cosmodo. He asks, what are your thoughts on a Harry Potter reboot TV series? Possibility of that. I don't know if that's happening. Is that happening? Say again? What are your thoughts on the possibility of a Harry Potter reboot TV series?
0: Oh, gosh, no. No, those movies are not old and they've aged fine. I watched one the other day for 30 minutes until I found Wayne's World on a competing channel. And I was like, well, this is an obvious (laughs) decision. I have to watch Wayne's World because I've only seen it 754 times. Um, Yeah, those movies hold up really well. The, the CG, the first couple, first two or three are kind of kiddie, but then they get kind of fun for everybody, thriller, sci-fi, family movies. And so they're fine. Well, I, I mean, if you're going to do the, I mean, I'm all for, I think the whole Wizard Hogwarts.
1: Yeah, I think you could do a show called Universal. Hogwarts right there. Yeah, that's and then cool. that's the show. And put I it mean, on free form, right? If you're,
0: yeah, exactly. But if you're, redoing, <laughs> if you're actually redoing the Harry Potter story, then I'm. Then I'm out. But yeah, if you could set it in the same world, I mean, I, I, I hesitate saying that because I didn't much care for uh, whatever that crap. Fantastic was.
1: Wizards and yeah. where to beast them or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: Exactly. And and so that seems like a little bit of a miss on WB's part, which is no surprise. But they really nailed those first. And at some point, you're going to watch them, Ken. Yeah. Uh, those eight Harry Potter movies are I think, especially you got to slog through the first two because they're very kid movie. But after that, they're really fun. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I hope. I... <laughs> we're gonna. You're gonna do this. Like this is a thing. Like we all have jokes. I know that
1: the, the funny part is this it's is like the first two are for kids, but like the others, they're. <laughs> I, I hope I'm. I hope I, you're right, but. To me, Harry Potter it, it is for kids.
0: Yeah. No, it is. Not it just is.
1: like the first one you know
0: yeah but it the cool thing about harry potter is which i think is actually really smart and kind of unique um and maybe it's kind of designed from a book standpoint to grow with its reader so like you read the first one when you're 10 and you finish the last one when you're 18 and you read one a year and they're long and they get longer and it's like it grows with you, which is I can't think of any other property that's kind of like that, which is cool. I, I, I honestly mean that as a compliment. I think that's a really unique way to do it. And to assume you're going to have this one type of reader who's going to start reading you, maybe even have it read to you because you're not able to like read a novel. And then by the end, be a high schooler who's reading them yourself. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And the movies mirror that, which is cool. Gotcha. They really changed. to yep. how- yeah, I think um, that would be premature. Be all in. I'm all in on anything in that universe, but Fantastic Beasts scares me off a little bit because that was not a very good movie, and the next one looks maybe a little more of the same, but I think that universe has, much like Star Wars, depths to be discovered within it, and they're very similar in that you kind of create this world, and let's go find little corners of it that are fun.
1: Good talk. Good stuff. Um, okay. Okay. Let's see. This question comes from Quinn. What's your what favorite? Up, what's your favorite Italian food? That's very specific.
0: Oh man. So uh, my my mom, who I've mentioned on the show before, rest in peace, was uh, very Irish. Literally Irish, Irish. Her name was Marine Kellyanne O'Donnell, but uh, she was from Philadelphia and was raised in Philadelphia, and so she only cooked uh, Italian Masta. food. Yeah. So tons So I grew up eating. Tons of Italian food, so I, I'm a I'm a big fan. My favorite pasta. The question was pasta dish or Italian no, dish? favorite Italian food. Favorite Italian food. Oh my! I love. Let me make. I want to give. I want to give this a good answer.
1: I, I was going to say the uh, pizza. is the I correct answer. Pizza is the the, the the answer. That. But aside can, from that, and I
0: have had some really good pizzas together before? We have.
1: Yes. I've eaten some really
0: fine, like good, like gourmet pizzas before. That's a big thing we do together. But I'll go. I'll mix it up. I'll go with a pasta. Mm. You know what I love is I love this a good is gonna ravioli. Kind of
1: it's going to be It's going to be a ravioli. No, it's not. Oh. It's going
0: to be a nice. No, hear me out here. A nice white sauce. A nice fettuccine alfredo. Oh. But here's what's crucial. A lot of people go chicken in there. That's fine. Chicken out fettuccine alfredo is fine. Here's a little life hack for you. Steak from my mom. No ham. Oh, you go. nice salty ham in the alfredo with peas.
1: Ooh, that sounds awesome! I Three love Cheese,
0: ham yeah. and a nice fettuccine alfredo will just knock your socks off. And if you want to add a little heat to it, maybe a nice little sriracha or something in there with the cream sauce to give a little spice to it. But it sounds is flawless. a salty, awesome thing. So I'm going to give you guys that. That's I a did little- have that
1: the other week. I had um, wrap cheese ravioli with like ham, bacon, like salad, yeah. bacon bit stuff. That was one of the <laughs> toppings that they had. I was like. Go for it. It was very good. Yeah, never, never, <laughs> th- never would have thought.
0: Ham and Italian food is underutilized. Oh, yeah. Ham's my of... number
1: one pizza topping usually yeah. too. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Not of the just, pineapple though.
0: Only the ham. It's just salt and meat. Like, what right. else do you want? It's greatness. And uh, but in a in a nice Alfredo, a little ham and peas will will that'll get you there. You, you go, there.
1: there you go, Quinn. All right, let's see here. Tim asks, should the DCEU be completely reset? I think we've gone over that. Yeah. A million, more, yes, million times. Yes, it should. But also um, with a little bit of ham. Yeah. Reset. Also. Yeah. Bring more ham. It's always, <laughs> yeah. A good,
0: and like some peas and a little Alfredo. I'm in. Yeah.
1: Kosher ham though. Um, what's the, this one's from, I saw Getty. I don't know if that's a name or a screen name, but thanks for the I question. Saw, I
0: saw Gotti with John Travolta. Does that
1: count? <laughs> I saw God. If I, they would have been blocked, if they saw Gotti. Um, They ask, what's the best movie you've seen so far this year? That's a good question.
0: Uh, Well, I'm cheating a little bit because I saw your responses because I I follow uh, Mad About Movies on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, And mine's the same. I think Quiet Place is the best so far. Mm -hmm. Quiet Place or... Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. No, I think that's it. I'm trying to think of it. Oh, Black Panther. Black Mm -hmm. Panther or Quiet Place are probably Deadpool 2. Incredibles. Those are up there, um, but I don't think they're top two. I think the other two, for originality's sake, Mm because just by the nature of being sequels, Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it just dictates their originality, whereas Quiet Place is really original, and Black Panther was really original within a genre of unoriginality, but kind of reinvented a feel.
1: Absolutely, and I'm sure the the list will change, you know, Uh as oh yeah, I mean it probably won't, either will probably be my top five. I'll, yeah, if, I, I don't think any I'll of be, them will at the end. I'll hopefully, be, but
0: yeah, exactly. It's hopefully is the exact right word. If, if either of those or any of your five are in their top five, it's been a bad year. Not that they're bad movies, but like you know, you want Oscar season to bring yeah. the heat.
1: Yeah, a couple uh, that I have mine. I have a quiet place as my as my number one currently, just because the execution of the idea was so. Well done. I mean, listen to our episode if you've seen that. It's recently been released on video. I know if you've just recently gotten to that, we did do an episode on it. But I think that's the number one just best movie of the year in terms of execution of an original idea. And then I've got a couple of independent films as my two, three, and four that I've really enjoyed.
0: Adult-focused, but sure.
1: (laughs) Uh, One's The Rider, which I uh, recommended uh, at some point it's about you know bull ride. i mean uh horseback riding and rodeo culture and things like that it's very good um american animals is a smaller scale heist movie it's set uh set in college which is worth checking out um Hearts Beat loud that i recommended last week is worth checking out it's kind of a um yeah, for sure uh i don't i don't know a high fidelity meets that thing you do meets um parks and rec i don't know you would like Hearts Beat Loud too, Richard. There's a there's a uh, there's a little Wilco Easter egg in there uh, as well. There's Wil, let's just say Wilco is involved in the movie. So um, I know you would enjoy That's that.
0: Surprising, not yeah. surprising. I think uh, Offerman is close with them because they were also make a. I know you're not a Parks and Rec guy, but they have a Parks and Rec presence as well. Cool,
1: cool. Yeah, it's a very organically they bring Wilco into the movie, which is never a bad thing, um, and. My number five is Unsane from Steven Soderbergh. Just really enjoyed that the first time. Uh, Had me on the edge of my seat, and um, I've been thinking about it a lot since and really enjoyed the premise. So those are my top five. But some other notables from this year Isle of Dogs, Black Panther, Annihilation, um, Ready Player One is up there too. And I could name a a million documentaries that I've seen this year that are outstanding. But I don't usually put documentaries in my top ten. Documentaries are books I see ten docu- millennials, Yeah, man. well, I, yeah, I see ten documentaries a year that are a plus caliber. You know, so my, if I if I was being honest about my top ten best movies of the year, it would probably all be documentaries. But um, yeah, that's that's it right now for my favorite movie of the year. Still a quiet place. Hopefully that'll change though, for sure. Yeah, um,
0: there be nothing wrong with that. But like, yeah, I'll hopefully get a better.
1: Hopefully, yeah, hopefully there is more. High caliber films. I mean, this is my top 10. I, I will say it, it's it's a pretty solid top 10 for a year if, if nothing else comes out, but I'm sure it will change. Um, here we go. From Jerry, he said, why do you think Denzel decided to make The Equalizer 2? Uh, maybe we'll talk about that next week. If we do The Equalizer, I don't know if we will, but um, <laughs> I would say the answer is money. And Casually. he and he probably really enjoys working with Anton Fuqua, who's worked with a few times, and so also that's uh,
0: his agent. I, he was on the Bill Simmons podcast, which is a good listen mm. on Monday, Kent. And he talked. I think his agent or manager he mentions this wrote or developed the first Equalizer.
1: Yeah, but so. how does how does Denzel rank Fleetwood Mac's discography though? <laughs> Rumors number no, one dude, Tusk. No
0: you you have okay you have to listen to this podcast because the first half is Denzel the second half is the ex ticketmaster ceo and they literally just talk about yacht rock and fleetwood mac for like 30 minutes
1: <laughs> that's my best bit I'm with, with Bill you. Simmons is that he I'm always <laughs> brings it back to fleetwood mac somehow so he'll be like so did you know Stevie Nicks back in the day or <laughs> any listeners at home if
0: you have hbo go now whatever go look up the any So we all love, like, we like Bill Simmons because he likes all the same stuff we like. Oh, you and Brian. We like making fun of Bill Simmons, too, because he gives you a lot of material. So Just FYI, he had the HBO show last year that did not do well. And the last episode, he makes the horrible mistake, Kent loves this so much, of having Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Crow on, (laughs) and they literally just drop in unscripted and they just crap on him so
1: hard They just ripped him a new one <laughs> in his final show and it's glorious yeah it is it's just them roasting him for 40 minutes he's like well that's my show sport- forever bye
0: this is a sports show huh <laughs> on a fleetwood mac
1: <laughs> exactly
0: that's so funny but yeah it literally it
1: stimulates is- sports conversation like the lyrics from go your own way right just framed on the wall. All right,
0: this is like literally in the podcast after Denzel leaves. He's talking to the guy. He's like, "So I went and saw Michael McDonald, and I went and saw uh uh Christopher Cross, and I was waiting, man. I was seriously word for word. I was waiting for. I thought we we're gonna hear Stevie Nicks is coming out, but she didn't come out, man. She's too big time for that event. It was like, oh man,
1: wow. He man, tries so you hard. You still to listen though. Hit. You listen. You
0: got Denzel, man. It's That's a great true. Yes."
1: um let's see you here let's wrap up some of these questions uh this one's from mick uh best album of all time in your opinion
0: so which oasis album are you
1: choosing <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah it's tough definitely maybe or morning glory i don't know i don't know no uh, uh for me
0: it's probably this is i okay look i'm gonna give you the answer and then i'll give you a more interesting answer. The answer is probably Sergeant Pepper. That's yeah. what most people are going to say, and that's fine. Or Revolver, one of those two records, Beatles records. That's boring. Um, I would probably go Highway 61 re- Revisited, Bob Dylan. Um, or I'm trying to think of something more modern. That's I would more... say
1: I would say like Nevermind from Nirvana is that's... probably like flawless album. Oh, it is very good. No, there's a lot of flawless albums. Yeah, uh, that's great
0: up there. My um, beautiful dark twisted fantasy is a more like recent, incredibly great album. I think you'd agree with me on that. All jokes, all Kanye jokes aside. Um, I'm trying to think of one that's a little more recent. I don't know. Yeah, Radiohead like, puts out a lot of albums. Yeah, I was going to say Kid A is perfect. Um, Funeral by Arcade Fire is perfect. Yankee yeah, Hotel Foxtrot's perfect. There's been a
1: lot of hip hop records that I've really liked in the past few years. I know it's that crazy. Chance, it's that Coloring Book record is great. Yeah um butterflies incredible nine and... inch nails are doing a lot of good albums these days yeah. in terms of albums that's what i'm thinking of instead of like know. oh this it's has just... a few good songs on um, things that i can play from beginning in i'm definitely more of an album listen listener you know i'll, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll but... put it on and, and listed the whole thing i i rarely even know what a song's called or <laughs> what track it is i'm just like yeah it's towards the end of the album and it goes you know so i'm definitely more of an album listener but i would you know all time that's a tough mm. call but you know dark side of the moon is up there. Yeah,
0: that's a great. That's a record. Um,
1: um, a bunch see. of maybe the first three Led Zeppelin albums are all solid.
0: Oh, probably all know.
1: four. Rolling of them. Stones have a few. For Let sure. it bleed. Um, Sticky fingers. I don't know, yeah, man. There's a uh, lot.
0: Four runs, incredible. Yeah. Nebraska's incredible from I, Springsteen.
1: Unjokingly, Gosh. though, I do think those two Brown Oasis Sugar. records are great. I would put I really those do. in the top and ten for sure. I respect you for that.
0: That's a yeah. really hot take, and I like that you have it. Uh, Brown Sugar by D'Angelo is incredible. I'm just trying to think of, like, total albums that are great all the way through. Oh, um, Elephant, White Stripes is great. There's a million of them. Band on the Run from Wings.
1: Yeah. Ram from Wings. Ram's the McCartney solo. McCartney. Well, I'm, okay. I'm just thinking post... all Pretty much anything post-Beatles is pure premium McCartney. I'm just... Try trying mm-hmm. to think of all the stuff after the Beatles so I, I can name Joshua uh, Tree yeah that's a good one good that's stuff a, we, me, like big, we like music we talk music on our record. VIP feed so if you like yeah. more of that talk we do, do I, that
0: more I mean there's a lot of other ones that are like my favorite I'm just trying to yeah. think of like Big Mass this is great everyone's gonna enjoy it album those are the ones that come to my brain sure well Bridge of Troubled Water and then oh um, Graceland Paul Simon you love that
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> All All right, we'll quick. move on then, and um, let's yeah, take a here. quick break, Richard. Yeah. And then uh, try and talk about this skyscraper. How about that? Well, since Richard. Picked this movie in his summer movie draft. He gets the pleasure of oh, leading I, this review. For the
0: this one hurt me. Entire, I'm going to lose to you because of this.
1: Maybe. It was a but shot in the blind. dark to pick Hotel Transylvania 3, but um, I knew that there would be desperate parents out there at this point in the summer, and I was not wrong about that. Uh, strong for you.
0: Big weekend yeah. for you in the movie draft.
1: It, what, was as it long good?
0: as we both be Brian and we can make him see Gotti, then we're all winners. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that, that is like the stars <laughs> aligning in the universe for that to occur. It's not nothing that I could have. Yeah, you and I would have won anyway because Gotti came out and Brian, <laughs> <laughs> no matter what we picked, it would have, the, the like I said, the I'm universe would have made that happen.
0: Because it helps me next year as well because I can pick second again. So I'm in my third year of picking second. That's if, the best if place I to pick that, for sure. Right. I'm just nice yeah. and safe. I can just kind of, all I got to do is hit singles and I'm set. So, uh, Yeah skyscraper i you know i bet on the rock for the second year in a row this was stupid did i bet did i i for sure took skyscraper i don't remember i yes, never you remember. did yeah okay i
1: believe it was I'll your take third your word. pick after deadpool yeah. and avengers i mean uh deadpool and incredibles Incredibles. so i'm all
0: right this was a little what was my fourth pick do you remember
1: uh the meg which is uh, yet to be yeah. i might
0: released. Brian might sneak up on me who does
1: what does brian have do you remember brian has mama mia Ooh. and i think that's it i think that's his last one what did
0: he have so far, just to refresh the list? He listening. had
1: Ocean's 8, uh, Jurassic World. Um, shoot. He has Mission Impossible as well. That's the one he has. Uh, that one could I might do be, really well. I
0: might be in some trouble, dude. I might be in some trouble. Um, so, yeah, I bet on The Rock. I'm, you know, I take the same ethos every year. I bet on movie stars. I I probably should have thought that this was his like we mentioned earlier, like fifth movie in 13 months or fourth movie in 13 months, which is tough um, for anybody. Even you know, even the biggest, more most bankable star in the world, people do get fatigued and and all of that. So the uh, but this one seemed. I feel like if Rampage hadn't, I feel like Rampage ruined this because Rampage was so stupid and awful and all that. And then this could have been tacky, fun, blah 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 and people wouldn't have been fatigued that it would have made $70 million its opening weekend, and people would have been like, it's stupid, but it's fun. But two things hurt this movie. One was Rampage, and second, this isn't even fun bad. How do you screw this up? This is just bad.
1: Right, yeah.
0: This could have been such tacky – like, the Meg, I think, is going to be fun bad, and this is just crap.
1: Yeah, it's – this movie really has one bit, right? It has one – um, kind of trick in its pocket, right? Is one thing that it can utilize to the audience to offer them that maybe another movie this summer can't offer them, right? And that's the rock, and that's the, oh, look how high we are, right? Uh, <laughs> 90% of this movie was just like hanging people off of the side of the building and then pe- tilting the camera down Be like, oh, what what, we're really high up, guys. We're we're super high right now. We're two hundred stories high. It's how high we are.
0: I have a lot of nightmares about dangling and falling. And the older I get, the more scared I am of heights. Uh, which is weird because I had no fear at all as a kid. And this got me a few times. I will say the only thrills this movie gave me were very visceral. Like, oh, we're high up. You know, all of a sudden it seems like the movie theater is tilting into the shot. And those were effective. Good for them. Everything else was garbage.
1: Well, yeah. As as somebody who did have a traumatic experience as a youth involving heights, uh, and I'm totally good with. What aer- was
0: that? Do we know what that is? Do you want to share that with yeah, the listener? Yeah, no? I had
1: like a, I had like a, I fell from a very high. Like I was backpacking and I fell from a very high like ridge uh, when I was younger, like without ropes or.
0: I didn't know anything about like this. Like
1: that. Yeah, I was like 11, and probably should have died, but didn't. So. Anything that like reminds me of that experience or like flashes me back to that is like pretty dramatic, you know, uh, in terms of looking over just ledges, land
0: perfectly to live or what? No, no. Like, I
1: mean, I, I broke my arm. I hurt my yeah. ankle. I don't know how I lived cause I fell on a straight rocks, you know, pretty Man. much like free fall. Uh, but I mean, I blacked out as soon as I started falling, like my body shut down basically, you know? And then, uh, I woke up. You know, I came to, like, at the bottom, like, basically lying in the rocks, you know, or whatever. And then they, like uh, – they, like, uh, I don't know, put my arm in, like, a makeshift sling or whatever. And then they, like, ambulance me out of there. It was, like, crazy. It was, like uh, – I probably should have sued the yeah. Boy Scouts back in the day and made a ton of money, but didn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah so, that's that, – movie. This no, is. I've known you for
0: – how long have we known each other? Almost 20 years. Yeah. And I, I did not know this. Wow. Well,
1: you I'm should sorry. ask. You Let's should ask a- our uh, – Friend and one of my cousins, Chris, who's married to one of our mutual friends, about it because he was there. And uh, if you ever see him, ask him about that time I fell off a fell off a cliff. But um, so,
0: yeah. oh yeah, okay, I got you. I was trying to think of Colby. Yeah, okay. Colby yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't, I forgot about all. That. all right, I had to put, yeah. do the math real quick. You have an enormous family.
1: Yeah. So um, this movie has that one bit of we're gonna look over the edge of this building a, a bunch of times, and the rocks gonna be dangling from it, and. I mean, there's this one sequence that you see in the trailers, you know, of him jumping off the crane or dangling from his foot. Um, that's the main draw of this movie is those types of sequences. For people like me, not really into that at all. Um, if that's your thing, if you are thrilled by looking off the edge of the Empire State Building and that's what gets your heart racing and this kind of movie does, and then, that's, then that's fine. Um, but I don't understand that, and... I think you're right, Richard. I think the the Rampage coming out earlier this year really robbed this of a lot of the fun that people could have had with it. Um, I think they were expecting fun with it, expecting fun, popcorn, I'm going to laugh and have a good time. Uh, it's similar to Die Hard, which we're going to talk in the VIP feed this week in honor of its uh, 30th anniversary. So if you want to hear our full Die Hard thoughts, uh, join us over on that feed. But... Um, but what Die Hard knew was, okay, let's take a premise and let's have a relatable character, which this one does or tries to, right, or a character that you can sympathize with, right, and his family and everything, and put him in a bad situation and see what happens. Um, but this one just doesn't have the f- any fun, really, at all. This one feels like it's trying to be Die Hard with the tone of Lone Survivor or something like that. Does that make sense?
0: No, it totally does. It's got the Towering Inferno in there as well. I think mm-hmm. that was the thing was to mix. I feel like the ethos of this movie from the outset was like, let's mix all the parts from Die Hard and Towering Inferno that aren't fun <laughs> and make a movie. Right? <laughs> it's like I get that. That's and what's so funny about this? The kind of I mean, I love The Rock, and I want I would love success for him, and I love quote unquote original movies that aren't. Franchises or remakes or adaptations, but I laughed so hard. The marketing of this was so built around this is an original film. This is not a superhero or a remake or an adaptation. And it's like, yeah, it's not technically, but it's basically Die Hard and Tower and Inferno mixed together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if this isn't a quote-unquote original movie, we are in trouble because there's not much original in this whole darn thing.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. It seems very cliche. And in a year and in a time cinematically when those things don't really impress us anymore, right? None of this movie was was done in practical effects. effects. Let's be honest. No, (laughs) this is the rock against the blue screen for 90% of the time, uh, jumping and running or whatever. And, um, you know, we're coming off a uh, summer three years ago where... Tom Cruise literally hung himself off the actual tallest building in the world, (laughs) like for real. And that barely got our rocks off, right? So I think we're kind of spoiled as an audience. Not to say that that's why this movie didn't succeed is because we're spoiled brats, because this movie could have been a lot better and probably would have done better. But I think that does have something to do with it in terms of just the fatigue of I'm not excited by somebody jumping off a building anymore because – I'll wait till next year when the next Fast movie comes out, and it'll be The Rock plus Vin, plus Fast Cars, and they'll be doing the same things, and it'll be fun, right? This just feels like a waste of, waste of time, or only really appeals to the hardcore Dwayne Johnson supporters. You know, I don't. It's just not a movie for the masses. It really feels like you know, it doesn't have that. Especially with what it's up against right now, I just don't think it has that. Let's gather the kids and go see Skyscraper. You know, I just don't I don't know. I don't know what they were going for here, really. Because it tries no, to be sentimental, tries to be a kids' movie in a way, but tries to be serious, but also tries to be notes, a joke. Right? It just doesn't the, the it's totally inconsistent. Very totally inconsistent.
0: The tone is nuts. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's a great note, Kent, is that 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 was what I you gotta pick a lane. I feel like if you do this 100 percent jokingly, meh, okay. Then we're kind of then that's not because you know, even Fast and Furious isn't totally a joke. They like kind of take themselves seriously, and that's what makes it great. Um, you take you take just enough seriously, that's probably the way to go and let us laugh the rest. But when you're trying to be like a family catch-all Steven Spielberg movie, mm-hmm. man was I out. I could not have been proud. out. <laughs> yeah. On those on those moments. And I'm out when you're like in on the joke with me, I'm like, hey. hey, hey. I'll be making the jokes here. I'm hilarious. I don't know if you've listened to my podcast, but when they're trying to do it for you, it's kind of, it just seems silly to me. I, you know, I just don't, I don't understand it. But, uh, yeah, this seems like, look, The Rock on a
1: skyscraper.
0: In a pitch, we're all in, but the execution was just really poor.
1: Yeah. The intro was super cliche, pointer scene. The Pearl is the largest building in the world. In uh, you know the whole CG animation of the building of the Pearl, um, I pro- if you if you had made me guess last week how's this movie gonna intro, that's what I would have said. Um, very Starship Troopers esque like opening, on with the voiceover <laughs> and everything. Um, the bit at the beginning where The Rock is telling Nev Campbell. By the way, shout out Nev Campbell. Where have you been? Yeah, no. <laughs> of all, she Fun in the, She she's, a, she's she's really great. good but I'm just wondering like why hasn't she been doing anything?
0: She was in House of Cards uh one of the right before I quit House of Cards. Nev Campbell showed up and I was like, "Oh, cool. I like her." Awesome. And then I immediately left the show cuz it got ridic- even more too ridiculous for me.
1: Yeah. It it was funny. I remember when The Rock announced this maybe last summer and he was like he, he like tweeted on his Instagram or posted something that said We got her. We got our girl, Nev Campbell. (laughs) When's the last time, you know, a studio was like, our number one choice for this in 2018? Nev Campbell.
0: Three months of negotiation.
1: Yeah. Her. her Screen four in 2011 was her last big (laughs) thing. That was seven years ago.
0: Yeah. Seven million for this movie she got. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, I don't know about that. He's big about that. He loves announcing his uh, co-stars. There was one recently where he's like, okay, we got so and so, and now uh, it was Idris Elba. And he was like, and I'm going to spend the next three weeks until my next hero I want to work with is. And then it was Idris Elba. I was like, all right. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, you offered him X amount of money. It's a big summer movie. He's got to do it. Like, you know, what's he? what are you competing against, Rock? Exactly. He's just started movies. I don't know. I'm a big Triple H guy.
1: So uh, the bit with him and Nev Campbell of him being like, you need to turn your phone off. Turn it back on. You can solve a lot of problems by doing that, right? I was like, "Oh my gosh, where, you know where that's going to go and what's going to happen?" And then when it did, it's just like, yes, yeah. you know, I, I, I think I audibly, is- I think I audibly eye rolled when that happened. in yeah. the, uh, the third. I act. had no I bunch of people like, behind Whoa. me because I was like, <laughs> it, Let's just say. Okay, we're spoiling this. Spoiler's coming up, because skyscraper. Um, let's just say the entire skyscraper is on fire. Uh, let's say 180 out of the 200 stories are on fire, and basically all you gotta do is reset the modem to fix the entire thing. That that was the level of, I don't know, ingenuity that they needed to fix the situation, was her resetting... Thing. I don't know why we're talking about the end right now, but that... When they set that up, I wrote that down specifically that said, turn off and on in my notes, because you knew that was coming back and when it did, it was Ugh. So, The Rock and the owner of the Pearl, or the business owner of the Pearl, some connection to the Pearl, mm-hmm. he's showing off the Pearl and they enter yep. the Mirror Room. Oh. Yep. That was yeah. straight out of the Now You See Me Cinematic Universe, was it not?
0: Could we can we take a quick uh, sidebar real quick? Because you know where I'm going with this. So last night, I'm, uh, I am remember it was what the podcast has made of me. So all you listeners out there, I first off, I appreciate each and every one of you, and it's so nice of you to, to uh,
1: You tonight to see listen to our show
0: every week. Well, we're going to get to that. Listen every week, and I really appreciate... Though I'm weirded out, but the new listeners on this episode, because Skyscraper is a weird episode to choose, but sure, if you decided this is where you want to enter the MAM universe, that's great. But, so, uh, yeah, last night, had a little dinner, 7.06pm, uh, I put on the TV in the living room, while we eat, and uh, start flipping through the guide on Sling, shout out to Sling, and there is Now You See Me 2, which I have not seen since theaters. And it's seven oh six, it's six minutes in, and I put it on, and then Sarah and I watched all three hours because of commercials, three hours of Now You See Me Two all night until ten and then went to bed. How weird is that? this is that's, what the show's to me. Weird. I can only hate watch stuff. I can no longer enjoy movies. I That is that is movies very strange. ever at home.
1: Never do. But I watched all of now you see me too and loved every second of it well, I think it's plus 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 I'm I'm cutting I'm cutting that audio right then that said I love now you see me too and loved every second of it direct quote direct
0: quote I, I, I had a great time bro it was fantastic the 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 woody twin was worse than I remembered Lizzie Kaplan was worse than I remembered and the experience was even better than I remembered it was perfect wow. I, if they don't do a three I'm devastated they have to do
1: a three. I might, if they kickstarted it, I would, I would chip in. They will. Well, um, so the method of choice by the bad guys of the movie was to tunnel in the Pearl. That made no sense to me on a, on a hotel that's not open and has zero people in it. They needed to not walk in a back door or the front door, but tunnel through. How long did that take? Oh, man,
0: there's no way of knowing.
1: <laughs> you, it seems like not think, the best plan.
0: Yeah, not a great plan in, 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 in real life, multiple, maybe nine to 18 months.
1: <laughs> You'd think uh, just walking through the back when no one's looking would have been a little bit easier. But um, they tunnel through, they take control of the skyscraper, and now Dwayne, the rock man Johnson, has to save his Family from a burning skyscraper that has all the technology, but somehow all of it fails, and it can't extinguish its own self. And its wind turbines are sucking its smoke into its face of the rock man as he's swinging the cliff window leg guy. The end. Skyscraper. Now in theaters. Well, um Dwayne Johnson does play a different character in this then in Jumanji, he plays a disabled veteran, which is a different turn
0: yeah c g i leg that's clearly his leg because it yeah. operates as a normal leg that they just animated over right that was weird,
1: like as soon as he's in <laughs> as soon as he puts on the leg, he's just walking completely normal normal again, and then yeah i i don't know um but you know, I applaud him for for that being a part of this movie and Rather than it just being The Rock, which probably would have been better, but just being The Rock saving people. uh, They tried to do something different with some representing a part of society that has a little voice in blockbusters, for sure. The disabled veteran community. So um, paying respect to them. I'm sure The Rock was happy to be able to do that, if anything else, with this movie. Um, Let's see here. Um, 6.5 billion billion dollar chimney. I already mentioned that. Um, the the one saving grace, or there's actually two saving graces. Richard did this movie. Believe it or not,
0: Nev Campbell and
1: <laughs> well, three, three actually. That now that you mention it, um, one. I think you know where I'm going with this. A, a summer movie in the
0: box. No, no, okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> one. No overshirts in this movie. Couldn't believe <laughs> That's it. That's true. Uh, Saw the trailer and I was like, that is Overshirt Central. Surely The Rock and Neff Campbell will be sprinting in their Overshirts. And no, no Overshirts. Well, um, I thought there was going to be no file scene in this. We made it about an hour and 20 with no file scene, but then we got a a file scene.
0: Late file scene. Yeah, Yeah, there's
1: a late one for for the villains to find out who the villains are or to explain who they are. I was like, gosh, made it so far without a freaking file scene, but they had one. Uh, And then. Uh, another saving grace, hour 40 minutes. I was happy about that. Wasn't in there for two hours, a, two hours, 12 the minutes.
0: the good about that. I'll yeah. give
1: him that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that pretty much was, you know, if I'm going to leave the theater with it, not having the best experience, at least if I'm there for less than two hours, I can uh, appreciate that. And, uh, you know, but it feels like, honestly, they, they stretched this thing about as far as they could. Like, this probably should have been an hour and a half. And then they're like, we can get 10 more minutes out of this. Right, guys? Right? And then they did. Um, But yeah, it just felt extremely cliche and extremely uh, predictable. But, you know, we gotten some tweets from some listeners that said, you know what, this is my favorite movie of the year. This is the most fun I've had in the movies all year. Um, For me, that's not the case. You know, I mentioned a few earlier. Deadpool 2, Incredibles Mm -hmm. 2, Ready Player One. Uh, Avengers, Infinity War. I had a lot more fun. Even Rampage. I had a lot more fun in the theater. Yeah,
0: Rampage was. This is. The Rock is. I'm learning his formula is to present two movies to you every year. One that seems like obvious fun and one that doesn't, and then surprising you with it. Whereas, again, I'd take Baywatch 10 times out of 10 in the movie draft because that seemed like a great idea. Oh, cool. Jack the Rock doing Baywatch and then him doing Jumanji seems stupid. Yeah. And it ended up being the opposite. Jumanji was like the biggest movie of the year. It was great. And Baywatch was not even watchable. And then this, it's like Rampage, not that Rampage was great like Jumanji, but it was much better than this. I don't know. Maybe I start inverting my rock logic.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, He's got a Disney, or actually they're doing another sequel to Jumanji uh, that's coming out in 2019. That was like going on forever. Um, He's doing a Disney Jungle Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. that's based on The Ride. So that's got The Rock written all over it, for sure. And uh, he's doing a spin off of Fast called Hobbs and Shaw that is filming oh. now, I believe.
0: He's got a live pod, that one. We should do a yeah. host of show for that one in the lobby. I think
1: we sure. willed that one into existence. I'm pretty sure we we came up with that idea f- four years ago. But the uh, MAMFAM can go back and find the proof of that. So yeah, so at least... I found that this movie knew what it was in terms of get in, get out, put it out in the middle of the summer, buildings blowing up, some bad guys that are bad, but you don't really don't care why, and it doesn't really matter why. It's not overcomplicating things. Um, real, It really started to lose pace for me, though, when they would cut back to Nev Campbell and the kids and cut back to The Rock and everything. With, with Die Hard, which we are going to talk about again, which is the the most apt comparison for this or what it's being compared to most oh, yeah, the structure and, and style and everything. There's really only one story, which is you're following John McClane and then the villain and back to John McClane and the villain. And then you've got the cops and outside and things like that. But the it, there's never really any sentiment other than yeah, John got dumped at the beginning of the movie. Right. Or was trying to get his ex wife back. But, he, but once the S hits the fan, so to speak, all that goes out the window and it's just an action movie. This kept trying to inject the little scenes, of the emotional scenes, and the, the fact that the kid has asthma, and all these little things that um, usually make for a better emotional impact. But the payoff didn't; it just didn't have the payoff that you would want for those types of setups. And um, yeah, the, think, the
0: other thing, this, this, it just
1: didn't have the foil.
0: The yeah. great thing about Die Hard, though, the script is great, and Die Hard's a perfect movie. And gets talked about every year at Christmas, blah, 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 boring Twitter. But uh, it's it, it gives him a proper foil with Alan Rickman, and this movie does not. If you had had, oh gosh, I don't know, um, Liam Neeson as the villain in this, then okay, I'll forgive a lot more of the script because the charisma on both sides. But the charisma was extremely one-sided, and the script sucked. So.
1: Yeah, and it's a random kind of turn for Rawson Thurber, the director talk about him just a little bit um known for dodgeball as writer director of dodgeball <laughs> in 2004 and he took a little bit of time off from directing directed a movie called the mysteries of pittsburgh um acted in easy a
0: <laughs> he did We're the millers too right? he, yeah
1: he directed We're the millers but did not I mean, write it
0: he and directed and I mean, wrote
1: cia with uh central, central intelligence with kevin hart and the rock that and was a the
0: fun uh, movie. Not a good movie, but a good cable movie. Sure. And then he's got We Are the Millers 2 on the docket. <laughs> <laughs> That's necessary.
1: It's definitely necessary.
0: I've been waiting
1: years for it. TBA, it says. So not, not technically yeah. on the docket, but hopeful, hopeful for it to exist. What does
0: The Rock have coming out in the future? What do we – let's see. We've got
1: – got the, Like I said, he's got Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Um, he's got a couple – maybe he's got heard? a TV
0: series or something. He has that WWE movie later this year too.
1: Oh, that the, one uh, with uh, Paige. the one about Paige, yeah. yeah. Huh. Gosh. Well, uh, he needs I, to go. I think I'm all in, in on the rock. Anything the rock. This did not ruin my rock no. fatigue. He
0: just needs to take it literally, like a year to eighteen months off, and then put out Hobson Shaw next year, which is fine, and then put out Jungle Cruise maybe six months to a year after, and every everything will settle in this place. But when it's if they're back to back three months apart, then there there might be an issue. It's just fatigue. That's all it is. This movie sucked, but it would have
1: made more money if he
0: hadn't had four movies in the last twelve months.
1: I don't know, man. <laughs> do, you, do you think this makes, movie makes any more money if Rampage didn't come out?
0: Yes, it does. I think it makes fifteen to twenty million more domestically. I really do. Wow. People love the rock. I really, I'm not one to make excuses, but I think sincerely, uh, but there are a lot of people that wouldn't saw rampage that were just, okay, I got, I, this is fun, but I can't do this even if this sucks or is good once a year. Yeah. Buzz had been 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and been like, this movie's such a joy. It's Die Hard 2.0. Then yeah, it would have done well. But I think if rampage just doesn't exist if you had not seen him. it's coming off Dumanji and it's been eight months and let's party. I think this makes 40 to 50 million bucks domestically. And it's going to make it, it's going to make its money back because it's freaking in Hong Kong and it hasn't come out yet in China. It's going to come out this weekend in Hong Kong and China and it's going to crush. It'll make It's cost 125 million. This thing will make
1: 200 million easy. I think worldwide. Maybe so. well, what? The only thing this movie really accomplished got me really stoked about the future of architecture, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could put a this studio. We move the show
0: to Hong Kong at some point.
1: We are. We yeah. need to. I mean, hopefully, will the uh, the actual pearl into existence? I need a mirror room. <laughs> I gotta That's have cool. a room that I can feel as if I'm floating in the world, or standing in the middle of space with the, the just the logic of, of all of that was so now you see me oh my gosh it's like the wrist thing that like controlled the whole skyscraper right like wherever he was and I could never figure out who was bad in this movie too like who was on his side or who was against him the fact that the Rock's partner turns on him in the first eight minutes of the movie right this guy that we've his marine partner turns on him like pretty much immediately. I feel like that could have been I'm a pissed way better reveal. It would've been a great Sean Bean role. <laughs> that would have. But how that that should have been later in the movie too, right? Like they should have built that up like the one guy that'll that'll save him, right? And then at the last moment, when he's going to like pull him off the the edge of the skyscraper, he like lets him go, right? Or something. I think that would have been way more effective. But Ross and Marshall Thurber obviously knows what he's doing with these types of things. So yeah, the, the poster the itself same would
0: be John Webb. Yeah.
1: Poster itself is, uh, so diehard. I mean, it's crazy. Yep. It's oh the yeah. Color it's totally. Scheme.
0: trying to capitalize on it. That's just fine. Actually,
1: no, that's fine. You know what this movie is basically is Ross and Marshall Thurber was like, Hmm. I wonder if there's a movie called skyscraper. IMD beat it. There was not a movie called Skyscraper. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do it because it's, it's a movie title in itself that sells for summer, right? You put Arnold Schwarzenegger in Skyscraper. It's like Cliffhanger, right? You're going to go see Cliffhanger no matter who's – if it's Sly, if it's yep. Paul Rudd, you're going to go see it, right? Because it's like
0: probably got you some s- good action. Can I give you some depressing news though? Just what? like how these things work out. So Baywatch cost seventy million is terrible. Wow, why how? Cost seventy million. <laughs> yeah, I guess just that. But it made 180 million.
1: That's not a fail.
0: It's not a fail. And that's a terrible movie. So I'm just saying, like, there's math to this. I always joke about basketball. It's like basketball's been ruined over the last few years. Not because the math is wrong, but because the math is right they figured it out. And so it's the same team wins all the time because like they're right about the math. And it's like with this, with the rock, it's like, I will not be surprised if this makes money because of China, like it's going to make money. And that's depressing, not because it's wrong, but because whatever equation they're figuring out before they make this works. And it's just not a fun movie to go see, but that's okay.
1: Yeah. One of the quintessential, or I mean, uh, not quintessential, but one of the, uh, I guess most, impactful action scenes of the movie is of course in the mirror room and they're shooting mirrors that they think are people that they think are mirrors. It's pretty much the climax yep. of um, Jurassic Park in the kitchen, yeah. but yeah, like, yeah. way less fun and way lame. Yeah. So just remove
0: the fun. and it's
1: fun. Yeah. Let's just grade
0: this thing, dude.
1: Let's do it. Um, I'm going to give this a D. Yeah, it, it 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 was honestly Perfect, fine. Yeah. You know, if you if you're on the fence about I mean, if you're standing on the table for this, I it, it wasn't like I had to yeah. leave the theater bad, but it was not good. It reminded me of a it reminded me of San Andreas, but worse, worse. Without, and I, I barely <laughs> like like San Andreas was passable at best. So that's what that's kind of how my my thoughts are on this So D straight D for me. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think D is the perfect grade because, like, let's just imagine our review was picked up by Rotten Tomatoes. I would not want a passing grade, right? You don't want yeah. this to be a, a pepper, and it is going to be a green, but at the same time, it's like the best green that you can imagine. So, what
1: is the score on on the RT of it?
0: I think it's above a seventy is a pass, right? Really? So we'll just say that. Or I think it's a positive negative, but let's just pretend. I think it shows a pepper if it's above a 70. So I want this to be like a 65. Like it is as high as a crappy movie can be, but it's still a crappy movie and this should get a green smashed tomato. Um, But not, it should definitely get a rotten tomato, but on the high end of that. So I think a D is a great grade.
1: Well, we shall see if it uh, makes up some ground overseas. I'm sure it will. Well... Let's uh, hit that weekly recommend, Richard. Let's do it.
0: Weekly recommend.
1: All right. What are you going to recommend, Richard? Yeah, I'm going to recommend
0: one of our favorites on the show. I know you recommended it for both on the show and on the newsletter, which, by the way, there's new Mad About Movies podcast newsletter out now. So if you haven't subscribed to that, that comes out once a month, once every two months. It's kind of indeterminate, but it's good content written from the three of us. Uh, and and guest commentators as well and if you want to write for the newsletter you can certainly email us on that but I'm going to recommend something you've recommended on on all the formats and it's Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee there's a new season up on Netflix watched them all Uh, super fun, it's a great format, Netflix really brings a lot to the game they've brought in in some sponsors that are uh, there's like a weird coffee sponsor now which I noticed like Lavazza or something That's in every shot, but, uh, it's definitely conducive to the Netflix model of binging more than, I mean, I'm a bit, I know you and I are, but Netflix might be a little bit better. So *Comedians in the cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. It's a great season this year. Mulaney, Chappelle, Ellen DeGeneres, Tracy Morgan. There's a lot, there's a lot of great people. I I highly recommend it. Alec Baldwin's back. Fun group. What about you, Kent?
1: Yeah, I'm going to recommend a book. That I've uh, been going through. You've probably read it before. Uh, I know you have. Um, live from New York. You read it, right? The SNL. Uh, James Andrew Miller. I read it behind my um,
0: textbooks in Miss Mills' books. Shout out to Miss Mills. Yeah, that's a great book, the history of SNL.
1: Yeah, um, been going through that. Really have been enjoying that. Uh, a lot of good stories, anecdotes from Saturday Night Live and its history. Man, I I don't know if there's been one. Had did HBO do a documentary on SNL like a long form one? Has there one been that's been done? I know VH1 did that one like one series back in the day, you know, behind the scenes. But it, man, if they use that book as the template for a documentary and you know just all the quotes, I, I would watch a an OJ <laughs> Made in America style SNL doc, a ten hour yeah. like. Covering all the bases, Doc. I think sure. would, would be fantastic. Especially, and I, I on the volunteer idea. to do it if they want to do it. I would love to do. You that. want
0: a huge and Bobby Moynihan and uh, Cecily Strong.
1: Those are your those are yeah, your top three only ever, right? exclusively. Well, Heidi Gardner too, but
0: fair. You like Heidi, and you love Melanie Hutzel and you love um, Lovitz, John Lovitz. <laughs>
1: Hello. That was randomly. I'm not. I'm not. Again. I'm not, 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 not going to go. You're a Lovitz
0: right. guy. You no. Love, no. Dude, don't like, <laughs> look. We're all friends here on the podcast. You have multiple John Lovitz signed eight by tens <laughs> in your bedroom.
1: I just do. Be, just be chill. I, I, you can't. You, I can't hide. I can't hide from my love. My Lovett <laughs> love. Get it.
0: Animated of the critic, and 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 then just real life. Both. You have them all.
1: Well, that's my recommend. Live from New York, very awesome. good book, great book, and uh, worth picking up. Easy if read. You
0: like, if you read it, and like it, uh, Tom Shales dropped off, but the other author has um, he has an oral history of CAA, the Talents agency. He has an ESPN oral history. He has a lot of different great stuff, I and mean, he has the ESPN podcast as well. So, um, if you if you want to. If you like that kind of oral history style, I would definitely recommend all of his other work as well.
1: Awesome. Well, there's our weekly recommends. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed Skyscraper, good for you. Let us know why at Mad About Movies on Twitter. And uh, join us in the VIP this week as we dive into Die Hard here with Brian Gill very soon. So we'll see you over there. Until next week, we'll see you at the cinema. Goodbye.
0: Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs.
1: Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face.
0: They're making me yah, yah. The silence is rambling.
1: They're calling again.